There are many voices in the Catholic Church of the Archdiocese of Galveston, Houston, that want to bring light to their journey of faith. In His Light podcast is a new podcast from Father Reginald Samuels, the Vicar of Catholic of African Descent of the Archdiocese of Galveston, Houston. This podcast centers on information, stories, and experiences of the Catholics of African descent in the Archdiocese. The aim and goal of the podcast are to foster a culture of dialogue and engage in the many diverse cultures of African descent that are present in the Catholic community. Today for our podcast, we have the Sisters and the Spirit, and I want to welcome Miss Evelyn Wagner-Wright and Mrs. Carolyn M. Mung, who are the representatives of Sisters in the Spirit. Welcome to the podcast. Thank, Thank you. you. What can you tell us about um, Sisters in the Spirit? How did it all start? We actually began in 2001. We, we uh, received an invitation from the National Black Sisters Conference, and that's a group of vowed religious black women. And they wanted to look at ways that they could empower black Catholic women to go forth and do just wonderful things, serve their families, the community, the church, the church at large. And so out of this came the National Gathering for Black Catholic Women, and they invited the Office of African-American Ministries at that time, and Charlotte Davis was the director, and um, to ask black Catholic women in the diocese, the then Diocese of Galveston, Houston, to attend the national gathering. And we responded. So in addition to Charlotte, 53 women responded. Uh, Archbishop Fiorenza supported our efforts, and we started planning in 2000, and we met, we even had a, a revival before we had a, a prayer service. We even had a mass and Monsignor Patrick Wells has been our spiritual advisor since that time. Matt Matthews has been our director of music since the very beginning. And so before we left, um, we had a, um, a blessing, you know, of the trip of our travels. And we, we took a charter bus there. Most of, most of us did. And, he charged us or challenged us to, to go forth and, and learn more about, about our faith, about our spirituality as black Catholics, and then to network and share with others across the country, and then to come back, prepare to come back and begin to do the work. So this was a ministry which was actually developed in the Office of African American Ministries. And so since that time, uh, we've had vicars over that particular office. And so we we are a ministry that's within the Archdiocese of Galveston, Houston. And we developed as our mission to be Christ to others. And that's what we try to do every day. And we focus on prayer and on service. That's wonderful. And how many members does the Sisters of the Spirit of Houston have? Let me just start with the beginning. We started with the 54 uh, in 
from 14, 15 parishes. And now, um, as of June 21st, we will be at 180 and from 25 parishes within the Archdiocese of Galveston-Houston. And how does your organization bring value to the Archdiocese of Galveston-Houston? Well, we're all involved in ministry. Because we started out, we started working with all the other offices, the secretariats within the archdiocese to find out how we could support the work that they were doing. And so different sisters would choose um, one of the offices that they would support. So we do a lot of support with the Office of Worship, the Office of Aging, um, any number of organizations, not just at that level, but in our local parishes. So we are all involved in ministry. We have to be involved in ministry. So even as new people come in, they, uh, if they haven't chosen a ministry, if they're not active in ministry, they have to choose a ministry of which they want to be a part. And they're very active. So then they're actively engaged with other parishioners. And let's just say at our parish, we're at St. Francis of Assisi, our pastor calls the Sisters in the Spirit his foot soldiers. And when he wants something done, he knows to call us. We never said no, just like today. You know, we're, we're here, and it's going to be well done, and he always tells us. So he says, and you need to go out and mentor some other people. And so that's the kind of support we provide in all of the parishes where we are. Some of our parishes may have one member, but then we still support them. And we try to go and visit parishes at least once a year. And so people will want to know who we are, what we do, and we let them know how we can support and what are the, some of the ways that the Sisters in the Spirit of Houston have supported the fellow um, African-American women in, in the Catholic Church? Well, we've um, had a, where the new members come in, they have to do a service project. And what they do is they gather um, comforters, clothes, things that would help the women in the shelter and their, and their children and so that's one of the things that we do. Um, we are always there for our other members, supporting our sisters as well as outside parishioners if they have tragedy or anything in their family. And if we know that there is a concern in one of the parishes, we try to go and support whatever is needed at the time. So one example would be um, the uh, St. Francis Xavier. They're the sisters there, they host... Um, uh, the Novena to the Holy Spirit every year, and so for nine days. So we somebody goes from all of the parishes. We go in and provide support there. So if if the vicar for Catholics of African descent called us and asked us to be someplace to do something, we would be there uh, to do that, no matter what it is. We've had um, we have a series now because we have one of our goals is to provide um, outreach. And so we have a series now where on, on different topics. And so we make this available to the entire community. Um, the last, we just had one on um, lupus and the one coming up Thursday will be on diabetes. And, and we're focusing on the African-American male and diabetes and amputation. And later on, we'll be focusing on HIV AIDS. And so we bring these topics to the community. And even as far back as December of 2001, we, we, you know, we worked with Catholic Charities um, to host the, uh, the, the, the Mass of Remembrance for uh, victims, their families, survivors of HIV AIDS. And so we've done that over the years. 
And what other um, items or um, issues do you feel that are out there that affect Catholics of African descent, especially women of Catholic of African descent? What other issues do you feel that you want to start to address or um, outreach in the community? Well, some of the other things that we have already done and we want to continue doing, uh, we have uh, our professional development and learning events committee. And so with that, we have had, we've hosted, um, you know, get your house in order. It was like preparing yourself to meet the inevitable. If, if, if you transition from this life to the next, are you ready? So we offered sessions on, you know, your finances. If you're retiring, we put them in touch with financial planners, uh, how to write your will. And we actually had them prepare a will, write your own obituary, take care of those needs. And then the next year we had one on health. So it's like, how do, how do we prolong life? <laughs> and so we looked at eating habits, um, exercise, um, handling your, taking care of your blood pressure, you know, the foods that we eat and those kinds of things. Stress. Oh yes. And stress. And then even during the pandemic, um, we had another session on, you know, just how to handle a physical and emotional stressors during the pandemic. And we had a psychologist, we did it. It was virtually done, but we, so we did not stop. We haven't stopped even during the pandemic. So we continue. So then not only for the sisters, but we reach out to others as well. And what is the future of Sisters in the Spirit of Houston? Um, how do you see your organization moving forward? And how do you feel that the Archdiocese of Galveston-Houston can help you with your mission? Well, I see our organization growing as a loving group of women, Black women coming together, learning about their religion, um, going out and trying to help each church, you know, by visiting it, finding out what the needs of that particular church is, um, trying to get in there and just, you know, pray and do whatever it is that we need to do so that we can help everyone, you know, get closer to God. I think that we are a praying group of women. I feel that we really are concerned about each other and our church and our religion, and that by going out and taking care of each other, we are an example of what it is, you know, to be black Catholic women. And how the Archdiocese could support us, we're um, in a number of ways. But one, like we're celebrating our 20th anniversary on June 21st. So we, we're hosting um, our, a mass, the anniversary mass, and our installation ceremony for the 10 new people coming in at the Co-Cathedral. And the communications department, they're, they're working with us to live stream the mass. It's going to be in person, but it will also be live streamed. Um, and so even now, as we send in announcements, you know, we're, we're able, if we could just have more support, arch the assets and wide, because even initially, when, when we received the invitation to participate in the gathering, we contacted those parishes in the Black Apostolate. But we're finding now there are many more Black Catholic women in parishes that are not necessarily in the Black Apostolate. We want to be able to reach all of those. And so that's why we would definitely have to use whatever means necessary in the archdiocese to do that because we don't have, let's just say, all the research to say where they are, just unless we visit and just find out. Um, that's how we know uh, where they are. So definitely in that way, 
where the black Catholics are and how can we support them? Yeah, definitely. This podcast was created for that reason to reach out to not only the black apostolate churches to reach out to the rest of the Catholic community of African descent throughout our archdiocese, since we're so, so big and so large and so diverse and it is a welcome feeling knowing that we're doing our best to reach out to all those that are a part of our, um, our, our, our heritage, so to speak. So yep. We even have a member at um, St. Thomas the Apostle in Huntsville. And for someone to, be, to want to be connected to Black Catholic women, to drive here from Huntsville, and then since we've been meeting virtually, she's definitely been involved in that way. And then when she comes to worship, you know, we'll, at, at St. Francis of Assisi, we, we actually turn out every fifth Sunday. So there's only like four per year or five, but then she comes over and worships with us as well. But just that need to connect to other black Catholic women. Uh, we have another one at St. Anne on, on uh, Shepherd, And she was just elated. St. Ignatius of Loyola. Uh, we have one there, and it's, it's like, Zero. I'm just so excited. I just had no idea. We had a group of women who were doing all these wonderful things, and they are actively engaged. And whatever we're doing, they're there. Yeah. St. Cyril of Alexandria. So what is next for the future of the Sisters in the Spirit of Houston? What's next? What's coming? What's, how do you feel that you can move forward in your vision? Well, one of the things that we're doing, we're, we're rebuilding our website, and uh, we want to make it much more robust. And we're going, we're looking at ways that we can have that can be high traffic. So whatever we are doing, we want to make certain it comes through that website and gets published worldwide, um, because we have some members who have moved to other states, and so they get a chance to to be the communicators wherever they are. Um, North Carolina, Louisville, Kentucky, Chicago, Arkansas. Um, so uh, we want to definitely uh, be involved much more in technology. Most of the things that we've done this year, the application was sent out by tech, you know, technologically. Um, so we definitely want to use more technology. We want to attract uh, some younger women. And in the last three groups of women who have come in, we've, we've had some that are much younger. Uh, Bishop Schultz had told us, you know, this group looks really great, but you're aging. You're going to have to grow your organization. So we want to grow the organization, but we don't, we don't recruit. We want, we only want to attract by the works that we do and that the members that we have, that is what happened. They come to us and say, you know, I like, I love what you're doing. I want to be a part of this. And so we'd like to see more of that happen. So what are some of the ways in which they could contact your group to support you? They, uh, we have the website, uh, um, org. We have a Facebook page, Sisters in the Spirit of Houston. Um, and if they contact us that way, well, that way I can say, you know, on the podcast, I wouldn't want to give phone numbers. Well, we could, but... They could, they could always okay. contact you because you're the vicar for Catholics of African descent, so they can contact you directly by the Reginald Samuels, and uh, <laughs> then you can get in touch with us. Well, once again, thank you very much for being here. Thank you. It's Evelyn Wright, 
and Mrs. Carolyn Imbong from Sisters of the Spirit, Sisters and the Spirit of Houston. Thank you very much for being here today. Thank you, Thank you Father Reginald. Now we're here with Carol Tyson and Andrea Sloan, Sisters in the Spirit of Houston, two dynamic women who want to talk about their experiences in dealing with and being involved with Sisters in the Spirit of Houston. So, Ms. Tyson and Ms. Sloan, what can you tell me about your experiences of Sisters in the Spirit of Houston? Uh, my greatest experience uh, was attending the conferences with the nuns and um, being energized, being um, getting excited about the challenge they gave us on what our role should be in helping the church become successful. And uh, since joining the Sisters of Spirit, I'm a charter member. One of my greatest, greatest um, experiences is um, working with the sisters uh, in New Orleans for the cause of canonization of Sister Henry. Mother Henrietta Leo, we did a lot. Um, we visited them a lot. We helped to help them get financially able to do some of the things they've done. And to see the joy in their face is very rewarding because one of one of our goals is service. And so I take that very seriously, the service role. Wow, wonderful, wonderful. And Mrs. Sloan? How about your experiences with Sisters in the Spirit of Houston? Um, Being a charter member as well with Carol and the other ladies, we all have become very close in our sisterhood, basically taking total strangers and bringing them together. That's really uh, a different experience. I tell people it's kind of like a sorority. I never had the opportunity to have a sorority but my prayer sisters is my sorority. And we're together all the time. When we have meetings, we have each other's support. We pray constantly all the time. And it's refreshing. It's enlightening. It reinforces how we're supposed to bond and behave as Christ would have us do with our neighbors. And that was real refreshing. Um, I got a chance to stay at a convent in Baltimore with uh, Mother Lang's um, sisters out of Oblique, I think it is. I forgot it. If I said the wrong name, I apologize. But it was it was taking very menial items and making it what we should be doing all the time. Like I'm just used to real modern, high tech stuff. And I had to start from basics, like washing dishes by hand. And just that was basic for me. But it's just taking me back to my roots and making me appreciate the quality and the high-tech items that we have in society today. But enjoying them with my sisters. And it just really brought me back to the basics of doing things like Christ wants us to do and Praying primarily is my main thing that I really enjoy the most, is the prayer time with my sisters. I like it. Wow, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. 
So how has it changed from the time that um, you're both charter members? How has it changed in this time when it started to the present? How has this organization grown? How have you grown? Well, one of the things I would say, um, one of our goals is um, nurturing, trying to nurture um, other African-American women in the diocese. And one of the things we've done, we've had several um, health fairs. Uh, we've had um, parish retreats, but focused just for women. We've had some dynamic speakers, and we've been able to help the women prepare themselves for things they would normally do. That once we had one on how to write your own will or your own obituary, both those things. That's something we don't think about, and it normally happens after your obituary happens after you're gone. But by learning how to do it yourself, put it all down, it lessens the burden on your family. And I have two children, and I always say, I would like for them not to have to do anything, you know. Um, we have had, some of our health fairs have done with, your body, taking care of yourself. And that, to me, was something. We didn't have that in the beginning. It was a dream, and it's grown. So um, that was very important. Another thing was we started off with 55 women, and we've grown 270, and all of us were different and we had different ideas of what service meant or how to serve. Some of us were scared to serve, but now to see us come together and never, it's always a different group working on a project. And that's changed me because I've always wanted to be of service. So. I agree with Carol. We have definitely grown in numbers. And anytime you get Really and truly, anytime you get three or four people in one room, you're going to have a disagreement or somebody's not going to get along. But we have made that bridge to make sure we get along because we're living a certain lifestyle that we want to live. That's real important. Um, I would say approaching more youth is our goal for the future now. Bring in more youth and Incorporate them in our business because that's our future. And they need to know what is Christ like. And as we nurture each other, we can also invite the youth in to learn. Because I learned, and being from a teaching environment, you teach them what you want them to know. Because from that, they'll grow. And that's what I would say we are definitely at today. We have definitely, because I've learned from my older sisters, and I'm hoping the younger sisters have learned from what I'm experiencing and passing on. Well, Ms. Tyson and Ms. T Ms. Sloan, thank you very much for being here today. Thank you for your, thank you. your thank words. You. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Have a good day. This podcast is available for private, non-commercial use only. Advertising which is incorporated into, placed in or associated with, or targeted towards 
the content of this podcast without express approval and knowledge of, of its In His Light podcast is forbidden. You may not edit, modify, or redistribute this podcast. In His Light podcast assumes no liability for any activities in connection with this podcast or for use of this podcast in connection with any other website, computer, or playing device. Our opinions expressed during the In His Light series podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the Archdiocese of Galveston-Houston and its employees. The Archdiocese of Galveston-Houston is not responsible but does not verify for accuracy any of the information contained in the podcast series available for listening on this site. The primary purpose of this series is to educate and inform 